This is a recording of this year's virtual residency fair. We'd like to take the time to thank the programs that volunteered their time to present to this year's applicants. This year's PMNR Scholars Virtual Residency Fair is supported by PMNR Recap and Ultrasound Guidance. PMNR Recap is the leading resource for your physiatry board preparation, clinical preparation, audition rotations, and beyond. PMNR Recap offers 35 hours of review videos, hundreds of review questions, and oral board cases to help you become the best physiatrist that you can be. Head to PMNRRecap.com to learn more. Ultrasound Guidance is the innovative new online ultrasound learning platform that gives you instant access to expert instruction. With rapid scans and complete scans of every joint and peripheral nerve, Ultrasound Guidance is the perfect way to jumpstart your MSK ultrasound learning. Visit ultrasoundguidance.com to learn more. After. Do I have the presentation one that's shared now? or? Yeah, you have it up. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Um, so uh, as uh, Anand said, my name is uh, Rob Lombard. I'm the uh, academic chief here for this uh, coming year. Um, uh, Larry Kral is the uh, administrative chief. Um, a little bit about our um, residency program here. We are associated with the Brody School of Medicine, uh, East Carolina University. Uh, Dr. Falk is our program director and chair at the moment. Um, uh, Dr. Morales is our assistant program director and our program uh, coordinator is Amber Stark. She's been with us for the last couple of years and she's been really great. So um, include our mission statement here, um, you know, providing uh, rehabilitative services to the area uh, and education. I would like this little area map here of our, our campus. Um, it's a pretty sprawling um, hospital here. You can have a nice long walk from one end to the other. Um, there in the distance in the upper right corner is uh, kind of health sciences and uh, there is a uh, health science fitness building there too that's uh, pretty close. Uh, Brody School of Medicine is that tall building there. Uh, those two buildings in the foreground are a brand new um, uh, uh, cancer center and uh, um, uh, cardiac tower there. Let's see, is it flipping ahead on me? There we go, okay. Um, in terms of the uh, campus itself, uh, right now they have it listed as a 974 bed facility. Um, I will say that I think the capacity can go all the way up to 1100 once they open up uh, all of the floors in that cancer and uh, um, uh, heart tower and, and fully staffed. So uh, like I said, it's the primary teaching site for the Brody School of Medicine. Uh, allied health sciences and the nursing school so we do get uh, a lot of medical education going on that's associated with um, our hospital uh, in general we service about 1.4 million people uh, in eastern carolina uh, getting all the way up into uh, virginia um, and can go as far um, west there as that kind of blue line just past uh, uh, durham but that big star there right in the pit in the middle of uh, uh, the yellow is, is where we're located. So um, here, let's see, I'm not sure why this thing keeps sliding forward like that. There we go. It keeps wanting to uh, change on me here. All right. Um, so here I included our uh, faculty, uh, Dr. Falk here. Uh, he's our program director, as I said, uh, chair. Um, he's also director of the Wound Care Center. We do have a nice uh, opportunity. Um, unique experience to be heavily involved with our wound care center here. Um, Dr. Milan is our SEI attending. Uh, he's been with the program for a very long time. Um, he also does a lot with interventional pain. Uh, we do get a lot of interventional pain procedures. So um, Dr. Morales, she's uh, heavily involved inpatient with um, consults uh, as well as EMGs, uh, also with the wound care center. 
We've got a great relationship with our neurosurgery department here. Dr. Wilson splits a lot of his time uh, between them. Um, and we do get a lot of patients that come from um, neurosurgery, I think we all know. Um, Dr. Florida, she also has a healthy weight clinic uh, outpatient, uh, as well as her inpatient GR service. Uh, Dr. Parker is uh, covering our neuro and uh, GR2. Uh, so we have two um, general rehab services uh, and then our specialty services with uh, neuro, which is going to be stroke, TBI, SCI, um, and then also our uh, PEDS. Um, Dr. Zeldin is uh, just graduating last year. Um, he's going to come on. Uh, he's going to start taking over the pediatric uh, department uh, as well as doing some EMGs. We have uh, two other new hires as well, uh, Dr. Rick, who's a uh, sports medicine trained, uh, and Dr. Paul, who's in uh, cancer rehabilitation. Um, we're very excited for that, given how uh, larger and uh, how large our new cancer center is, and um, I think there's some good things to come from that. And jumping um, a little bit ahead, it might be kind of uh, taking Rob's thunder here, but we're hopeful, fingers crossed, that uh, Dr. Lombard <laughs> might be joining that as well. So TBD, but we'll see how it goes, and we'd be very excited if he does. That is, that is true. That is the plan as it stands right now. So uh, hopefully you'll see this face uh, in the mix there uh, amongst, amongst these fine people. So. <laughs> Um, Amber Sarks showed off there. She is our uh, program coordinator. Um, Deborah Mercer, um, uh, Debbie, sorry, she uh, uh, does a lot with the medical students. We are heavily involved with the medical student training. Uh, they do a, a split neuro and PMRNR rotation with us. Um, so we get the opportunity to do a lot of teaching uh, integrated with the medical students as well. Um, some of our other uh, staff here for outpatient clinic. Uh, in terms of our adjunct faculty, uh, we do have a good relationship. Dr. Boyette is an uh, orthopedic. She also does uh, pediatrics, uh, MSK clinic, and ultrasound clinic. Uh, Craig is our uh, anatomist, so we'll get over into the uh, cadaver lab over with the Brody School of Medicine. We try to do that anywhere between two and four times a year, kind of refresh that um, uh, uh, gross anatomy. Um, Dr. Lee uh, is over at the VA. The VA uh, is very close by, literally walking distance from our main uh, campus hospital. Um, he sees a lot of the um, uh, general rehab as well as electrodiagnostics, and he does ultrasound guided uh, joint injections and ultrasound diagnostics. So um, uh, very lucky to have him nearby. Um, we do get a ton of exposure and in interventional pain as well. Uh, the East Carolina Pain Center uh, with uh, Dr. Keogh and Dr. Fernhaber. Uh, there isn't a, um, a pain fellowship associated with our uh, facilities, so um, we get a lot of hands-on exposure, a lot of procedures done. Um, we've had, you know, some uh, some of our um, previous residents have graduated with well over, you know, 200, 250 uh, spinal injections. So. Um, electrodiagnostics, uh, you know, our attendings in terms of their uh, accredited specialties, we have them in electrodiagnostics, pain medicine, uh, spinal cord injury, hyperbaric treatment going along with the wound care. Um, we do have one pediatric revoltation. Uh, Dr. Moore, he's mainly outpatient right now. Um, and then we'll have coming on our sports medicine and cancer revoltation too. Uh, like I said, we're very excited about that. Just a lot of the things we're kind of uh, focused on in terms of electrodiagnostics, um, we well surpassed the numbers in terms of the 200 EMGs that we need. Um, and sports medicine, we have a, a, a sports medicine fellowship that's run by the um, family medicine department. Um, so we are able to get in there and uh, coming with Dr. Rick here in the future, hopefully we'll get some uh, more exposure with that as well. Um, interventional pain I was talking about in terms of the fluoroscopic MSK, 
uh, fluoroscopic with Dr. Milan. Uh, we will do um, some of those uh, large joint injections under fluoroscopy. Um, and then also with the MSK ultrasound in uh, Dr. Lee's clinic. And then uh, again with Dr. Rick here coming up. Um, in terms of the orthotics and prosthetics, we have a great relationship with our uh, prosthetist here. Uh, Shane he comes in the clinic, he throws like a, uh, a yearly uh, party out at his um, <laughs> giant property. He's got like 80 acres. Um, uh, he, he's a, um, a fun guy to be around. It's a, a good group of people too. Um, traumatic brain injury, um, uh, kind of going through a little bit of a transition there with that, but everything should be um, um, pretty good and running by uh, next year here. So uh, spasticity, um, we do, Dr. Wilson, as I said, we get a lot of our exposure with him. We do a lot of uh, back open pump refills management, uh, as well as Botox, ZMN, uh, and phenol. Um, and then also Dr. Milan, our uh, spinal cord injury. Um, these are kind of some of the buildings here. The VA building looks beautiful. Um, this is our rehab entrance. We have uh, uh, an attachment to the hospital at ECU Health. Um, so we're right there with the um, acute uh, hospital. Anything goes on in terms of our return to acutes. Um, we have a great relationship with our uh, emergency response teams, um, you know, the neurosurgeons, the orthopedic surgeons, um, and, and as well as a lot of the um, uh, primary services too, in terms of the internal medicine, family medicine. Um, we are fortunate in being a categorical program. So uh, we do get to have a nice introduction to all of those specialties, uh, especially the feeder specialties coming down to us. So um, it, it does make uh, for easy calls when anything's going on. So um, uh, this is our ECU Health and Cancer Center. This is brand new since 2018, uh, which feels like it should be closer than uh, 22. But <laughs> um, we do, in terms of, I talked a little bit about our medical school education, mandatory fourth year medical school rotations. Uh, they come in. Uh, most of the time, um, at the end of their third year, uh, into their fourth year, um, and it's, a, it's a good opportunity for us to, to kind of practice and um, uh, expanding our own ability in teaching and, and being involved in the educational process. Um, kind of looking at what our breakdown is for our PGY years. Uh, the intern year, like I said, we're uh, attached in the hospital, so we get to rotate with internal medicine. We do 16 weeks of that. Uh, cardiology, general medicine, um, those are going to be the more heavier services, uh, family medicine, eight weeks. Um, beyond that, a lot of it is outpatient, um, you know, uh, orthopedics, uh, outpatient, neurosurgery, outpatient, trauma is another inpatient one, uh, plastic surgery is an inpatient one. Uh, for electives, a lot of patient, a lot of uh, uh, our uh, interns will choose to do either infectious disease, uh, nephrology, uh, pulmonology um, and kind of sticking in that realm. So um, the last month we spend is the kind of um, transition into uh, your PGY2 year. Uh, we have it broken up in 10 week blocks. Uh, one of the changes that they made, you know, the PGY2 year and KMNR is uh, notoriously more difficult just because you are all inpatient. Um, so we did break it up and we do five weeks of outpatient uh, built into your neuro block, uh, which you'll come circle back to in your third year. Um, and you'll do your uh, additional five weeks of uh, your neuro inpatient rotation uh, during your third year, um, as well as the 10 weeks of uh, EMG. Um, you do get 10 weeks for uh, elective time, uh, five weeks of that total in each of your um, uh, PGY3 and PGY4 year you can use as um, uh, elective time in terms of uh, scheduling your own election. Uh, I'm sorry, the full 10 weeks is broken up into the two years, your third year and your um, fourth year. Uh, the pain and interventional spine, 
uh, predominantly for your fourth year rotation, same for the MSK. Um, consult is going to be a third year uh, rotation. Um, and then in terms of the outpatient, you know, saying here, we got uh, SEI, TBI, um, we do get a good opportunity to rotate through our wound care center, um, orthopedic surgery, um, neurosurgery, um, uh, vascular surgery, Dr. Powell. Um, some of the benefits and all there, we do get three weeks vacation, uh, 12 days sick leave. Uh, they usually give us off a week over Christmas and New Year's too. Uh, it's been fortunate because Christmas and New Year's has been lined up on the weekend. So it's, it feels like another full, full week off each time. So it's been great. Um, you know, insurance uh, salaries do seem uh, fairly competitive, uh, especially in the area too here in Greenville. Um, you know, uh, cost of living here is uh, very, very reasonable um, and, and definitely benefits uh, with, the, with the salary there too. Um, we get a $1,200 meal, meal allowance. Um, they've just changed it now too, where we get that in one lump sum at the very beginning of the year. Um, that way, if you're heavy on an inpatient rotation in the beginning of the year, you're not losing money where it's not rolling over each month. So uh, that was a nice change that just happened recently um, uh, in terms of a GME perspective. Um, let's see, they will pay for step three. Um, in terms of the um, uh, book allowance, every, every year we do get $150. You can use that towards um, educational material like uh, step three, if you are studying, you can do it for Q banks. Um, you can do it for uh, um, conferences and things like that will come out of your department, your 750 department money, uh, which you get for the full year. Um, and then they also do offer an opportunity to go through uh, a wound care specific certification course, um, or in your fourth year, you can take a, a board review course, um, uh, which the uh, uh, residency will uh, provide for you. A um, little bit of a breakdown. These are just kind of averages for our numbers. Um, even through COVID, uh, we did not have a problem hitting our EMG numbers. Um, uh, so I, I don't think that this quite hit in terms of uh, all of the COVID uh, numbers. But, you know, as I said, for the fluoroscopic guided in terms of um, the number of injections procedures you get to do, um, you know, 250 even here we have it as, a, as the average. So um, a lot of opportunity there. Um, back from pumps, we do see a lot. Uh, Botox injections uh, as well. Um, in terms of our lectures and didactics, um, right now we do uh, Wednesday morning didactics. We'll have grand rounds, uh, and then we have two hours of time. Um, I think it has been something that we've been uh, working on, um, uh, trying to make it more geared towards resident learning and what um, uh, is um, uh, some of the requests that we've had in terms of, um, you know, um, gearing it more towards what we are doing and um, uh, so we are going through some changes with our uh, didactic curriculum right now, which uh, I think is going to be good. Uh, in terms of our radiology rounds, um, this is also kind of uh, uh, in a, a flux right now. Um, there's a new neuroradiologist, uh, though, that we've been um, speaking with. Uh, so we haven't been able to uh, quite see what the changes are going to be with this, but um, everything indicates it's going to be very good. So <laughs> um, said before, too, anatomy lab, we try to do that about two to four times a year um, as time permits. Uh, ultrasound workshops, uh, for right now, they've uh, predominantly been resident driven. Um, you know, uh, as we get into the year, I know we're going to pick back up on them. We do board review every Friday afternoon. Um, so the threes and fours uh, that are not in, you know, uh, either on consults or in a uh, procedural clinic uh, can come. We sit down, we'll go over, you know, a predetermined section, uh, do board review questions, um, and then kind of have a discussion with ourselves. Afterwards, we have a core group that will usually go over to our sim lab um, and utilize their ultrasound machines. Uh, we'll kind of um, uh, work through that. Um, 
little bit. You have about five minutes left, Rob. Oh, thanks, man. Okay, I better hurry up so you get a chance questions. Uh, volunteer work, um, inpatient services. In terms of who we get, um, you know, a lot of our stuff because we're attached to the acute hospital. I kind of blew by that slide, um, but about you know, ninety-eight percent of our patients that we see come from uh, the inpatient hospital uh, that we're uh, attached to. As you saw there, our census is fifty-seven, so uh, keeps us busy through that second year. Um, uh, have had a good, uh, uh, good success with our pass rate in terms of our uh, um, uh, board certification, um, grand rounds. I think we went over that. And then there's a little picture of uh, all of us in here. So uh, we're we are a fun group. You know, I think COVID put a damper on everything. Everybody's excited to get back out and uh, hang out with each other. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's it. Anybody have any questions? <laughs> hey, Gary. <laughs> All right, anything? <laughs> I guess we can piggyback off of some of the stuff that people asked before. Um, so I know a lot of our DO colleagues are talking about OMT and is there an opportunity to advance in regards to that? Um, we're very excited, as Rob mentioned, to include some new faculty in the upcoming year that's gonna add some fresh ideas to our department, one of which is Dr. Rick um, being sports medicine trade. He's coming from um, Allegheny Hospital where he did a sports medicine fellowship specifically mentioned as he was discussing with us uh, the plan to include a lot of OMT techniques in addition to the sports medicine techniques that he learned while out there. So we're very excited for that hybrid mix of that to be included. I know some of the DO colleagues that I have in my class and the one uh, a little bit lower in the class below us, Dr. Soraya and Dr. Carter are very excited for that as well. So um, stuff to look out for, for sure. Um, what, what drew us to the program when we applied? I think Rob can attest to this too. Our resident culture, our resident room is an awesome place. Uh, there's a lot of autonomy one way or another because of our census and the general nature of the way rehab is trending. It does lead to a higher acuity of patients and you're going to have to learn how to manage them. So those problem solving skills are utilized quite frequently. And by the time all of our residents leave, irrespective of what their you know, educational or academic or professional interests are, if they wanna run something on the inpatient side, we are more than well prepared due to what we deal with our PGY2 year. So the combination of the autonomy that we got PGY2 year, in addition to what we're allowed to do and exposed to in an outpatient setting, I'll give you an example. I'm doing my elective. Yesterday alone, we did four Xeomin injections, two phenol blocks, uh, three carpal tunnels, and a um, greater trochanter injection. And that was one afternoon. This morning, multiple lumbar ESIs, hip injection via fluoro and uh, SI joint bilateral. We had a multiple of those just this morning. So we're exposed to a whole host of things that way in terms of what we can see and all within a pretty confined space. EMG clinic is always running. They're booked out, I think six weeks. Now Rob is on EMG, so he can probably answer that question a little bit better. So. I know that's what drew me and it's been held through. We've gone, we're going some, through some changes, but um, for the positive, uh, Dr. Falk, you know, we reached out to him and said, hey, there's some things that we feel could benefit our education more. And he took that to heart in regards to making changes to our elective schedule, our outpatient schedule and the faculty members that we work with. And we really value that in order to make sure that we as residents are seeing what we need to and learning what we need to, to be confident when we head to that setting. 
Um, culture at the hospitals that we work at, interact with nursing and therapy staff, they don't be my first name at this point, honestly. One of them, I it was kind of awkward. My, my, my pager, um, my pager lost battery, so I gave it my cell phone, so they were calling me on that. Um, but it, it's a very congenial environment. You have to be uh, just based off of everything that needs to be done. You work with them quite closely, so we have a good relationship there. We're going to continue answering questions in the chat box. We hit our time limit here at 9.05. Um, but thank you, Rob, so much for doing this. Um, I'll continue to answer questions after Rob is as well. We'll drop our contact information. Um, but if Baylor is ready to present, uh, you guys can go ahead and share your screen and get started. Rob, if you don't mind uh, stopping your screen share so they can uh, jump oh, in yeah. with us. All right. Thank you.